Handoff, Damian Williams trying to get to the edge, breaks a tackle, 35, 30, Damian Williams, 20, stays in bounds, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City! Acelera Williams, tiene el primer 10, escapa a la 20, a la 10, touchdown, Damien Williams. Oh, Damien Williams peut être plié l'affaire avec oh, cette course qui va jusqu'au touchdown. Damien Williams runs to immortality in Chiefs Kingdom. Get ready to welcome your champions. Hello and welcome back to the Arrowheads of Brawl podcast. Um, I'm Owen Wilson and today I'm joined by Just Neil. Hello, just me, yes. Uh, so Neil, uh, 1-0, how, how does it feel? Fantastic. Uh, not not unexpected, but still feels good. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's always good to uh, go out on the first night of the season and uh, get a win at home uh, in front of all the fans that were there. <laughs> yeah, oh, what was it 15,000 I think it was? Yes, yeah. I, I'm yeah. looking at the game book, I can probably look that up, I'm sure it tells you on here somewhere. No, I can't see it now. But yeah, it was uh, around. I think it was about twenty percent capacity, wasn't it? In, yeah, in about that. Yeah, and they were still making some noise. Um, like it wasn't deadly quiet. Yeah, I remember the commentator saying at some point that um, they hadn't actually pumped in any additional noise. It was just the crowd noise, and they, and they seemed to do a pretty good job. Um, even the commentators were talking about it. So, yeah, quite proud of uh, the whatever Chiefs Kingdom were there during the game um, for making that noise. Yeah, made the presence felt. So that's well done. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it was a big win. I mean, we, uh, we we beat them by two scores, was it? Two touchdowns? Um, yeah. yeah, so it was a big win for the Chiefs in the end uh, against, obviously, another uh, 2017 uh, quarterback uh, draftee and uh, Sean Watson. Um, but yeah, it was a good competition. And uh, was there anyone in particular that stood out for you, for the Chiefs? Uh, well, uh, there was this, this new lad running back. Um, what's his <laughs> name again? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Yeah, Clyde Edwards Hiller looked the business. Um he he was just very very impressive. He's smaller than I thought he was. I, I didn't realize he was quite as short as he is. But Yeah, he, he looked a lot smaller on the field I think, yeah, than he, I was than trying he had to think. He reminded me of someone and I was trying to think who it was. I, I kind of have Maurice Jones Drew in my head for some reason, but I'm not sure whether that's actually who I'm genuinely thinking it is but that's the name that keeps popping up just real kind of he's like a barrel isn't he i mean he just plows through people for such yeah a small, uh... yeah i mean a person i had floating around in my head um maybe more for the uh nickname than anything else was uh the uh, muscle hamster doug martin <laughs> tampa bay i think tampa just bay for the, Buck, uh, yeah yeah, yeah his, his style was uh it, 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 it was um it was a good game for for Clyde, obviously yeah he had uh, 138 yards on the day, um, and a really good showing. I mean, his touchdown run was 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 great. That cutback was oh, that cut, yeah, 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 so nice. Um, so he had obviously had a um, had a, had a great rookie debut, but he wasn't the only rookie who had a good uh, a good day. We also had a Legeria Sneed, who was the our fourth round pick, I think he was. Yeah. Um, he had a great day. I mean, he picked up an interception as well uh, off the Tyrion Matthew pressure. But still, I mean, he played well all game, and it, for for stepping up into the um into the cornerback role because obviously uh, Bashaw Breland is still suspended um, yeah he, I think he played the role really well for his for his first game out uh, I was worried about him early on because it looked like they were going to go after him um, but in fairness to him like he stood up to it well and it, even when you knew the Texans were going to be passing later on kind of he, he still played well they still went after him again 
Yeah, yeah, and I agree. I mean, when they were targeting him early on, I did think a bit, oh, God, this is this might not go uh, quite so well. But um, he, I think he improved the game as the game went on as well. Um, I think he kept getting better and better as, as he had more snaps. Um, I think he played about, I think I saw a tweet earlier that said he played like a good 90% of the of the Chiefs' defensive snaps um, against the Texans, which is which is crazy. I mean, for, for a rookie in his, in his debut and not a highly talented rookie, like I said, maybe a, a fourth round, I think he was. Um, yeah, he to come out there and play that much. 93% of the snaps he played mm. on, 55 defensive snaps. Um, yeah, I mean, losing Ward to injury obviously didn't help matters there, and that, that kept Snead on the field. If if they had been thinking of kind of rotating them in and out at all, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Ward plays this week. I mean, fractured hand, do surgery, stick a cast in it, away you go, lad. Um, you'll be fine, but yeah... But yeah, Snead played really well. Very happy with him, because um, cornerback is was and probably still is a concern that I would have. Um, I still think it's by far the weakest point on the roster, even more so than the linebackers trying to cover people. Um, you know, it's it's not a strong suit of ours at the moment. But we had a good pass rush, so that kind of negates a bit of the weakness there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, and and like you said with the quarterback room, I mean, it is, it is a bit of a worry for the Chiefs, and obviously going into the season, it was a bit of a worry. Um, but I feel like when we're back to full health and the suspension's lifted with uh, Bashaw Breland, I think we, I, I'm I'm more confident after week one, after how Snead played, with having Ward, Bashaw, Rashad Fenton from last season, and also now uh, the Jerry Snead playing, playing reasonably well. Um, yeah, it should be should be a bit stronger when everyone's back to full health and uh, and full participation with the team. Uh, It'll I'll, be interesting to see who gets the rotation in there, whether they go Sneed and Ward or whether they go Breland and Ward or Breland and Sneed. I don't, I don't know how that's going to work. Fenton seems to be in the slot. Yeah, um, a fair bit. Hmm. Yeah, and are you surprised by the uh, lack of Willie Gay Jr. in uh, the first week, or do you think that's just him warming up into the process? Um, yeah, because I mean, linebacker would be our second weakest position, and like he he was a highly touted, you know, second round pick. But they're all saying, oh, you know, he he should have gone in the first. Um, so yeah, to not see him even make the field. I mean, he only played on special team snaps. Um, he, even when we're I mean we were thirty one seven up at one stage. Where yeah. Fourth. Fourth quarter, yeah, 11 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, 31-7 up, and you're not even going to stick him on the field then? That, that's strange. It's probably the best word I can use. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we, we hope to see him more as, as the season progresses, and maybe, like I said, he is just warming up to that to the role, and, and maybe it's taken a bit longer than expected to, um, to warm up to the pro level, um, but hopefully we'll see him soon. Um, but yeah, I think all around for like the two rookies that performed, I think they performed well, and it was a great all round effort uh, from the rest of the team as well. I think Tyrion Matthew played well uh, on the defensive end, and obviously holding the holding the Texans to uh, seven points until the fourth quarter was an impressive feat as well. And I know Matthew said at the end of the game that he was really disappointed that we let out those uh, two touchdowns in the in the final quarter, but holding them to that to that few um, in the three quarters we played them, uh, yeah, I think it was really good for our defense. Uh, that that's the veteran mentality you want as well to to set that standard and say it's not acceptable to give them a couple of late touchdowns even when the game's dead and buried, you know we we can't be allowing that 
there, there is an outside possibility that they could have carried on and come back and scored some more. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like that from Terry and Matthew there, just saying, no, we're not having that. That's not good enough. That's not the standard we need to be. Yes, we won. Yes, we kept them to seven coming into the fourth quarter, but we need to keep them seven going out of the fourth quarter as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, like I said, it's such a good attitude to have, having that, that mentality of we don't want to beat teams, we want to destroy teams. Um, and having said that, I, I don't even feel like the Chiefs really gave it their all in offense. I, I feel like they were quite, not reserved, but there was a lot of running, uh, there's a lot of running plays that, that isn't, well, hasn't been part of uh, Reed and Mahomes' system last year. Um, so, yeah, I, I felt like it was more of a reserved Chiefs side that we saw in offense um, in the so, first week of the season. Question for you then. Does that make it a better offense because it's more balanced or does it take away from the strength, which is Mahomes doing Mahomes things? Um, I mean, I really like seeing quiet out there. So I think a, a balanced offense, I mean, if we can have a, have a balanced offense and still have that great ground, uh, ground game and don't need to, as much as we could rely on Mahomes' shoulders, uh, to, to carry us, uh, like we did, well, not carry us, but, uh, certainly do his bit lift, and, and, lift and then him. some lift. yeah yeah um like he did last year um not being not having to rely on him and having these other guys and other pieces to go out there and, and put on a performance like this and like, like i said i think we, we played reserved and we still scored 34 points on a on a division winner last year um so yeah i, I don't think it's bad at all that uh, we now have more of a balanced attack um and it just makes me more excited for what andy reed's got cooking up for later in the season yeah, I mean, uh, you say Texans division winner there. I, I've got to say, I didn't see particularly much of anything that suggested the Texans are going to be pushing playoff places this year. I was massively unimpressed with them. Um, I I thought, I didn't think they would be great, but I didn't think they would be as poor as they were. Um, the, considering, you know, it was to a degree a revenge game and your last game there... Chiefs dropped like 50 points on you you'd kind of think there'd be a bit more spark there to say right we're going to show them what we're made of and re it was really passive it was just it, it wasn't pretty to watch from the Texans point of view yeah yeah it didn't feel like they uh yeah it didn't like I, I felt other teams would have come in and then and, and they would have at least played more aggressively or played like they want they wanted to uh really show it show us up and, and show us something but um, yeah, like you said, I don't feel like the Texans were giving it, giving us that much um, in, as far as aggressiveness goes. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. There, there was a point in I'm just trying to look in the game book here where they punted on like fourth and not very many, fourth and four uh, in the second quarter, and they were about they were at midfield. You have to go for it there. You, you're playing the Chiefs. You can't give them the ball like you. I mean, Chiefs then followed that up with a 16-play, 91-yard, nine-minute drive for a touchdown. You've got to try and score points. You can't just... Like, if they're going to drive the ball 90 yards, 50 yards for a touchdown, you've got to take your opportunities. You've got to have a play where you're confident you're going to get four yards out of it. Yeah, and I feel like when you are playing a, game, a, a team like the Chiefs, um, there is the mutual understanding and expectation that we're going to put points up. So um, I think any opportunity to keep the drive alive and, and keep going that, that they should have taken, like I said, yeah, punting at the 50. Um, when you've only got four, I mean, I know it's four yards and back then what, what, what was the score? Was it 
7 all. Uh, 7 all. yeah, I think so. Maybe 14-7. Let me scroll down again. Um, yeah, it was 7 all. Yeah, I've just, just seen it, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, when the game's tied at 7 all, uh, and you're in the second quarter, uh, I, I mean, why, what, like, it's, it's more of a risk, but when you're playing a team like, a game, a team like the Chiefs, you, you've got to take those risks, I think. Yeah. But um, you know it's going to be a shootout. You know what the Chiefs are bringing. You know you're going to have to score 30 points plus pretty much guaranteed to even stand a chance. I mean, how many times did we score less than 30 last season? Two, maybe? Mm. Um, you, you've got to go into the games against the Chiefs with that mentality that we have to put up points. We have to take every opportunity that's coming our way. Um, you can't. You just can't be passive and expect to beat the Chiefs. They're not going to beat themselves very often. I'm just thinking. Of the, I was going to say they're not going to beat themselves, but then I thought of the Titans game last year, where we absolutely <laughs> did beat ourselves. So I, I can't say never going to beat ourselves, but not often are we going to beat ourselves. So you have to go out and win the game and go out with that mentality. And I just, I didn't get that at all from the Texans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and even when you do beat the Chiefs, it's, it's only by one score. I mean, I don't think Patrick Mahomes ever lost a game by more than one score in his in his career, which is which is another one of those it's insane Patrick Mahomes ridiculous stats. Ridiculous stat, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I mean, like I said, if if you if every loss we've had is that close, you've got to expect that you you've got to score on every opportunity because we're gonna we're gonna score on every opportunity we we can. So. Mm. Um, I think one thing about the running game is the time of possession stuff in that it gives the opposition less opportunities now to score, less opportunities to make those big, long drives. Um, and I guess, in a way, that helps, I think. I'm, I'm not completely convincing myself here, but <laughs> I, I, could, I could probably make an argument that it helps. That if you know the opposition has to score 30 points and they're not getting the opportunity to do that, but you know you can do it quite comfortably, you know, and it just puts an extra bit of pressure on. They really have to make the most of the possessions they're going to get. Instead of getting, like, ten drives, they're going to get eight drives. So they've got to get more points per drive to win the game, if you follow me. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, if if, if the Chiefs are coming out of the, the locker room in, in a future game with ten points, like up ten points at the half uh, or up 14 points at the half and they get the ball to start the half and then go on a eight minute, nine minute ground attack, punch you in the throat kind of, kind of drive and then score another touchdown. And then suddenly they're up by 17, 21 and there's only six minutes, five minutes left in the, in the uh, third quarter. It's, it's already like, Oh God, we're already, yeah, we're already out of momentum at the beginning of this half. And now we're down by another score and they've just done that to us. So I think having a more controlled running game and being able to, uh, rely on that running game and more will give us more opportunities to just really drop the momentum of our opponents when we need to. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Mm. And but aside, aside from the Chiefs game, were there any, were there any other uh, Week One games you particularly liked, and uh, and why was it? Um, well, I I, I kind of half got to watch bits of the first game because the kids were still up, but um, I saw a bit of the Patriots Dolphins game, and that was painful to watch it, it makes you appreciate Mahomes and the Chiefs offense because um, the Dolphins aren't very good and the Patriots 
fielded like four running backs and basically a running back at quarterback and <laughs> rushed for 200 and something yards in about 200 attempts by the feel of it. Um, on the plus side, it made the game go a little bit quicker because the clock just kept running all the time. Yeah. But yeah, having watched the Patriots, I wasn't massively impressed with them either. Um, and then the late games, I was I had red zone on, so I was kind of it was flicking between the Bucks, Saints, and Chargers, Bengals, and who was the other one? Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Not, yeah, Arizona. Us, yeah. That was actually a good game. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed by Arizona. Um, yeah, I I, I like the way they played. Um, I mean, they had that blocked punt early on, um, but I think Kyler Murray played well. DeAndre Hopkins had a great first game for the Cardinals as well, and he's um, in my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hopkins is great. I mean, I think he actually had more yards than all of the Texans receivers uh, had on together. Thursday. Yeah, on yeah. Thursday. Yeah, uh, which uh, is just insane. Right. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, that was insane. Uh, a great debut for him. And I feel like the Texas did miss him on Thursday. Uh, yes. Because, I mean, who, who would have missed DeAndre Hopkins on their, on their side of the ball? Uh, I thought they, they would do better spreading it around because, like, if, if you were playing the Texans with DeAndre Hopkins, you knew there's a pretty good chance they're going to throw it to DeAndre Hopkins. But without him, who's you didn't know who their go-to guys were going to be. I mean, they have Cobb, they have Cooks, they have Fuller. You know, the three of them could have been any combination of the three. It ended up being Fuller had the most targets by far. Um, but yeah, are they? They without a doubt, they they were missing a good wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, um, and I I think Will Fuller will be their guy going forwards. I think he's one of the main reasons why DeAndre. Obviously, there was the contract um, amount that Hopkins was after, but um, I think Will Fuller is a big reason why they decide to move on from him because he's become their number one target now I feel and uh, I think he was leaning that way as the season progressed last year as well it was looking like he would he was taking that step up and he was going to be their guy going forwards um, so yeah when they did make the move it kind of although it didn't make sense because he's one of the best receivers in the league they had that guy with bullet to step up and uh, and take over the reins if you want especially with two new receivers coming in you kind of want that guy who's already used to the system and, and is recognisable for Deshaun Watson the the only thing with Fuller is like you, he's injured so often you wouldn't want to rely on him. Um, you know to to give you sixteen games. You know if he plays more than ten, he's probably done pretty well by his standards. So I I wouldn't want to be putting all my eggs in that basket. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that's why they did bring in the other guys, uh, Randall Cobb and um, uh, Brandon Cooks, uh, just to beef out that set, uh, that uh, receiving core a little bit because, like you said, Wolfer is prone to injuries. Um, yeah, and uh, the AFC West rivals obviously uh, all played because all the teams played in week one. Uh, how do you think they got on? Any any surprises with the uh, AFC West teams? Um, I was surprised the Chargers... I thought the Chargers would be better than they were against the Bengals, but I, the Bengals weren't bad. Like, they weren't Bengals-style bad. They were, they were all right. Um, but I I didn't think the Chargers played particularly well. They had a significant gain in yardage over the Bengals and didn't have the points to show for it. Um, I I didn't see any of the Denver game, but um, losing at home to Tennessee, not a great start. And then I thought the Raiders made hard work of the Panthers, but you didn't really know what you were going to get from the Panthers. New head coach and all that, you know. 
Uh, new quarterback as well, didn't they? They had Teddy Bridgewater in there. Um, so yeah, it, it's too, it's too early to tell. Like, you can't take too much out of week one. Um, can ask ask me again in three weeks' time where I think we're at, and I'll, I'll give you a better answer maybe. But um, I wasn't particularly impressed with any of the other teams in the division. I I certainly don't see anything that says. The Chiefs aren't going to win the division again with a couple of games to spare, at least. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the, the uh, week one of the NFL season is always a bit. People, I feel like people jump to conclusions from week one, um, and I mean, Washington are the only unbeaten team in the NFC East, and the 49ers <laughs> the only team that have lost in the NFC West, and no one would have said that going into going into week one. Um, so yeah, there's there's always uh, more time to let things pan out and see teams can put a consistency together but yeah i agree i don't think i was overly impressed by any afc west team uh i mean yeah chargers they their defense played well against a, a rookie quarterback um and they only conceded 13 points but he did have that really nice drive um at the end of the game but they missed yeah. the field goal at the end the game tying field goal obviously so that game could have gone to overtime as well uh with a nice drive from burrow so i'm not too impressed by the Chargers there um and obviously denver lost at home against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee played well. I did watch the game. Um, well, I watched the majority of it. Um, they did play well. Oh, no, that was the... Uh, no, I watched the Pittsburgh game. No, I watched the uh, highlights of Denver in the morning. Yeah, I didn't stay up to 3.20. <laughs> Oof, yeah, um, I do that. But, yeah, I mean, only put up, picking up two scores. Drew Locke didn't play too well. Um, I remember, did you see that... Um, was it Drew Locke that... Oh, no, that was Daniel Jones that had the bad, uh, the bad red zone uh, interception. Did you see yeah, the I Daniel mean, Jones interception? I didn't. No, I didn't see that one. The the thing with Drew Locke, he was missing Cortland Sutton, wasn't he? So, like, he would probably be his number one receiver. But I, I was expecting more from Denver's offense in general. Like they they drafted heavy on some good receivers, um, and then they had Fant at tight end, who's a good tight end. So I I was expecting them to rack up some points. So to only put thirteen at home, that's not really very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, they did draft defensively, and one of the main reasons was to put up points because they knew they'd be facing Kansas City twice a year. Um, and yeah, seeing them not not have the best performance, like you said, they were missing Courtney Sutton. Um, it yeah, may not... take them a little while to kind of gel, and you know, because the lack of practices won't help. Adding that many receivers um, and then missing your number one, yeah, you can you can see maybe why. They didn't put up a huge amount of points, but you'd still expect them to score a bit more than that, probably. Yeah, and I think that they they also had a, a really bad job of uh, managing their timeouts as well at the end of the uh, the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, they had all three of the timeouts. Titans were driving down the field uh, to put up the um, game tie uh, the game winning field goal, and no timeouts were used to, to try and get more clock uh, for Denver to then go back and put up points themselves. Um, and it just put them in a sticky situation, I think. Um, it doesn't give you much faith in your um, your coaching stuff when they do that. Yeah, like anyone yeah. anyone who's played Brandon knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously Tennessee also missed three field goals on the day. Yes, yeah. Um, and they, the fact that the Denver then couldn't capitalize on those missed opportunities because they they're driving down the field and they're missing field goals. You've got to turn around and and and, and turn them into points for yourself to to almost drive the dagger in a bit deeper. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like they just couldn't capitalise on those opportunities to score. They, they kind of shot themselves in the foot during that game more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So looking forward this week then, the Chargers, we go to LA. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's the first game in SoFi Stadium. Um, it's going to be good. I mean, it looks like a really nice stadium, first of all. Uh, I'm really yes. excited to, to, to see it uh, with the Chiefs in it um, and hopefully get our first uh, win in the new Charger Stadium. Uh, should be nice to uh, start their new stadium off with a, with a loss. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm confident we can get the job done against LA. Um, I mean, after seeing their, their performance in week one, I know it was against the Bengals. It's a different team. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not too too nervous about the game. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, absolutely the same. Um, the charges are average, maybe. And that's can possibly be <laughs> generous to them here. Um, Hunter Henry's good tight end. Williams and Allen are two good receivers. Eckler's not a bad running back. Um, beyond that, Tyrod Taylor's not going to scare anybody. Um, I, I just don't see him putting up enough points to worry the Chiefs. Um, and I, I think we're going to put up consistently put up 30 points plus each week. So uh, do I see the Chargers scoring 30? No, not, not, a, not a hope. Yeah, um, I mean, and when they just put up uh, 16 against 16. the Bengals defense. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't bode well for them uh, as, as as they go forward. Um, no, certainly not. And obviously they've got their new um, their new right tackles, which I'm excited to see. Is it Brian Beluga? The new yeah yeah. Um, so that'll be fun to see a, a, a new Chargers offensive lineman. And those differences on the offensive line from last year, not having the consistency. Um, like I said earlier, our defensive line played really well against the Texans, so I'm excited to see how they play against the Chargers um, against yeah. their new their new look. Deshaun Watson, I saw the stat during the week, Deshaun Watson was pressured on 60% of his dropbacks. That's a ridiculous wow. stat. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, more than, yeah, like over half of his snaps, he was, he was getting pressure from, from someone or, yeah, whoever it may be. Um, but yeah, with a, with a a newly acquainted offensive line at the Chargers, and like we were talking about earlier before we started, um, Mike Pouncey might be out as well um, yeah, for the game. Yeah, so it, sh- it should be a good day for our defensive line, I feel. Uh, yeah, and I just don't trust Tyrell Taylor to, to be able to get that get the job done with a, with a defensive line that's probably going to dominate the trenches. Yeah. I, I don't see why you would bother with Tyrod Taylor. With Tyrod Taylor... You're maybe seven and nine, eight and eight if you're straight lucky. Like, just go with the rookie. You're not challenging for anything. Write the season off. Give him some experience. Um, it, it you've got to find out if he's your guy because if he's not, you've got to go and get somebody else. I mean, chances are you're going to get a reasonable draft pick next year, and there's three really good quarterbacks coming out. So. You know, it's not the worst year to be looking for a quarterback. And even though you've just drafted one who you hope's going to be the guy, give him a season, see if he can handle it. If he can't, then, you know, it's a cutthroat business. You're in a division with Patrick Mahomes. You've got to fight fire with fire. And if you, if you find Herbert isn't the guy, then go and do something about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think like when the when the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes and we had that season of Alex Smith, um, like we had a contending roster in, in yeah. 2017. Like Alex Smith was serviceable. He could get us and he did get us on a deep playoff run. Um, did we make it to the championship game? That Or was it divisional mm, as we got knocked uh, out? Divisional, divisional, yeah. I think. Yeah, but I mean, uh, yeah, we still had a, had a great season with Alex Smith under centre. Um, 
but I don't think yeah the Chargers just don't have that that um, that comfort. They don't have have that option really because they don't have a very like you said a contending roster. And with Tara Taylor that quarterback, there's only so far he can take you. Um, so yeah, whether it's just a case of throwing Justin Herbert in, it'll be interesting interesting to see whether we play Justin Herbert in our second matchup uh, against the Chargers when we're in Kansas City. That's like last game of the season, isn't it? Oh, is it week 17? I think it's fairly late in the season when we play them. Oh, right. So, yeah, the chances of that happening, I mean, I, I don't know whether they'd sit with Tara Taylor for the entire season. Um, well, last last week, you remember, we were asking when does Derek Carr get benched. You could ask the um, the same question of how long before Tyra Taylor gets benched as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's definitely not their, their permanent option going forward. Um, yeah, but I, 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 yeah, like going back to... Chargers Chiefs. Uh, I, I really don't see it being a, a, a close contest. I mean, we've yeah, there's quite a lot of uh, holes in their roster and just inconsistencies. I just don't see them getting the best of us. We we seem one of the most solid groups in the NFL right now, if not the most solid group in the NFL. So yeah, I, I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if we beat them. I could see it going very similar to the Texans game last week in that the scoreline looks closer than the game was. I mean, we won by 14 points last week and it wasn't that close a game, even though that's a huge margin in NFL terms. You know, they, they two garbage time touchdowns. It was never really a contest after, probably after the first drive each, to be, or maybe after the Texans had their second drive and scored the touchdown. That just kind of lit the fuse on us and right away we go. But yeah, I could see a similar kind of scoreline to last week, to be honest. Yeah, it definitely did feel like more of a dominant dominant performance than like the score the scoreboard showed. Um, yeah, just from watching the game, like I said, we 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 felt reserved, and I feel like we we won't need to push the boat out against this Charger team either. We won't need to throw all the all the plays onto the field. Um, I reckon we'll just keep it nice and steady, like we have been doing, and hopefully give Clyde plenty of looks and uh, and see what he can do. Yeah, oh, I'll be interested to see him in the passing game at some stage because, by all accounts, like he can be lethal when it comes to receiving out the backfield. So I'll, I'll be curious to see when they they actually kind of make that a feature of the game rather than just kind of a, an afterthought dump-off kind of safety valve kind of thing from the homes. Yeah. I mean, that was a big reason why he was drafted by Kansas City, wasn't it? For his yeah. out-the-backfield, elusive. He, he, yeah, comes out the backfield and plays really well. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be great to see that incorporated more and more as the season goes on because I think he does have those uh, – have them tools in his uh, in his toolkit to be able to uh, do it later down the line yeah mm. do you have a score prediction for the for the game um well i was you looking close or close yeah, to the uh, week on, one game yeah i was looking on paddy powers earlier and they had 29 19 to the chiefs um and i don't think it'd be too far off that but i think we'll maybe score a few more um so 7 14, 20 uh, i'd probably go 31 20 very similar to last week. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That's really. I mean, it's only a, a field goal away from. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same score as last week. To be perfectly <laughs> honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thinking around the same. I mean, I reckon about 35. Uh, yeah, no more than no more than 21. I mean, I, I doubt they'd even get 21. Maybe maybe 17, 35 to 17, sort of sort of range. Because I, I feel like the the Chargers still are weaker than the Texans. Um, so if we can do that to to, to a Houston team, I mean, unless they get a couple. of garbage time touchdowns like they like the Texans did against us. Um I, I feel like it might even be a, a bigger uh, deficit than than the Texans game. Yeah, so about thirty five to seventeen I reckon. 
Yeah, yeah, I could buy into that. Hmm. Yeah, but it should be good. Yes. And who do the other teams in our division have? Um, I don't actually know. I'm just having a scroll through it now. Uh, so the Raiders are at home against the Saints on Monday Night Football. Ooh. Um, yeah, and the Broncos are at Philadelphia on at 6pm on the Sunday. Oh, the Eagles imploded against Washington, didn't they? Oh, no, sorry, Pittsburgh, sorry. Um, oh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah, so Drew looks going up against that uh, front seven that just wreaked havoc on the Giants in week one. Yeah, good luck with that, Drew. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 could, I could see Pittsburgh taking that game, uh, and yeah. I could see this, I could see the Saints being the Raiders as well. Um, yes. In the new last, uh, their first, first time in the Las Vegas Stadium, right? They were away last week, weren't they? Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, first time in the Las Vegas Stadium, and the first time for the Chargers with the Chiefs as well. So um, two new stadiums on show next week uh, in the AFC West, which is christened with home losses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, here's hoping. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I think that's 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 uh, just about everything for week yeah. one and previewing to week two. Um, there's some good games um, to look forward to, and hopefully we uh, see you next week as uh, two and two and zero. Oh. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, from one kingdom to another. Uh, thanks for tuning in uh, tonight, and uh, see you on the next one.